Welcome back to our third segment of Solid Steps Radio. We're talking to Matt Bell today, and we're talking about money and teaching it to our children about not just the physical dollars and change, but how to live a life of uh, of living with money and how do we spend it and how it uh, hopefully can be a steward of it and not necessarily we own it, but it not own us. And Kurt, I got to go back. And if you didn't listen to the beginning of the show and you're just tuning in, I gave Kurt a hard time about a verse and I told him he was wrong on a verse, but technically he was actually right. I said, Oh, I'm so glad to hear I know. That. <laughs> See, I got to come back now. First Timothy six ten is the verse and it says for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. And you mentioned the all kinds part, but the part I was rooting for was, the love of money, most people just say money is a root of all evil, but it's actually the love of. And so, yeah, we want to control the love of money. Speaking of love, we love our sponsors, LNN Credit Union and Carol Rogers Carpet One. We want to thank them for sponsoring us. We show. do. We're very grateful for those guys. And uh, listeners, we're grateful for you for listening in. And we, we, uh, we hope that this, I, I am learning so much, and we hope that this, uh, Today's show is just a real blessing and an encouragement and also a, a challenge for us dads to st- step up and continue to teach and be role models and gatekeepers in the area of money and finances and possessions. Matt, we talked uh, this last segment about delayed gratification. Let's talk about that a little bit more. Yeah, so the gatekeeper role with delayed gratification is all about not giving our kids everything, and and that's hard to do. It's very difficult for most of us parents to say no to our kids, but the word no is one of the most beneficial words, um, especially related to this topic of delayed gratification. So there's a great book called The Childhood Roots of Adult Happiness, and the author, Edward Hollowell, said this. He said, providing too much is the single biggest mistake that parents make, helping turn out people who go through their adult lives chronically dissatisfied. That's pretty convicting. That's pretty powerful stuff. And so by just simply not giving them everything that they want when they want it, that's a discipline for us to cultivate, and it'll be beneficial um, to our kids. And then establish waiting rituals. And so these are just things you can weave into the fabric of your day-to-day life. So what I mean by a waiting ritual would be, an example might be that, that, hey, nobody eats their dinner until we've prayed. And so some people might be coming to the table later than others. We're waiting. The food's in front of some of the kids. We're waiting until everybody is seated. We're not going to start to eat until we've prayed and given thanks for the food and our, and our daily provision. And so that's a waiting ritual that's just mm. woven into the fabric of daily life. Maybe Christmas presents are not opened until Christmas morning we're gonna wait we're not doing it the day before two weeks before you know we're, we're doing it Christmas morning build in waiting into the day-to-day ebb and flow of life in your household and then um, as a teacher do patient projects with your kids and so if you grow vegetables that's a patient project you're planting now you're waiting for the benefit for the the tomatoes to grow that's a patient project even mm. baking baking cookies together you have to wait you're, you're putting the it together the 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 flour and the chocolate chips and all that you're putting it in the oven you have to wait and if you can just like weave these waiting projects into the the ebb and flow of daily life that'll start to cultivate this this habit of delayed gratification and and you got to talk about it yeah i mean it's not just making cookies together but then it's, it's it's talking about this delayed gratification right i mean if you wait for if you anticipate a vacation and and now you're waiting for it so we man we'd love to go tomorrow we'd love to get to the beach or wherever or wherever it is we're going but we're waiting for it and now now that we've been waiting for it, we've been anticipating it now isn't it so much more enjoyable that that now we've done that hard work of waiting and now we can enjoy it so 
Yeah, absolutely. Talk about those things. Bob Russell used to say, "There's us three, us guys need three things. We need somebody to love, something to look forward to, hmm. and uh, something to do. And so that whole that whole thing, something to look forward to. There's something positive about this delayed gratification. Uh, the the Bible says the corrections of discipline hmm. are the way to life. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. We had one of our kids, I remember, um, they've gone through the, the Lego phase where they just loved Legos for a long time. I remember, I was so proud. We don't give our kids big allowances. We give them their their grade level plus one per week. So Annika's in second grade, she gets $3 a week. That's not enough to do anything she wants to do with it. And then she can do additional work around the house. Each of them can to earn more if they want to earn more. But, but that's a level of money that they're receiving on a regular basis that's not enough. You know, they have to save that up if they want something. So one of our sons, I remember, <laughs> saved up $100. He wanted to buy this very expensive Lego set. And I was so proud of him. He, over time, he saved up the $100. took a long time at, at our allowance level in our household. Finally had the money. We went to the store. It turned out to be that, that this store actually had... Lego sets that they sold used as well, new and used. He found the Lego set he wanted that was used. Now we negotiated, learned a new technique in the store. He actually offered, okay, it's being offered on a discount anyway because it's used. But now I kind of whispered in his ear, you know, suggest, you know, offer a little <laughs> bit less. He did. And lo and behold, he was able to negotiate that down. That was a great life lesson. Wow, that's, that's good stuff. So, okay, so we, we've got uh, discernment. We got to help our kids with delayed gratification, um, and now we're gonna we're gonna t- talk about generosity. Yeah. So H- how do we how do we do that with our kids? So important. I mean, um, again, live our life out loud so they see us writing the check um, every week, putting it in the the basket as it goes by. Um, talk to our kids about the fact that that this is something that that we feel like we're designed to be generous. You know, God is the ultimate giver gave us his son, gave us our lives, and so we're made in his image. It's part of the, the most joyful thing we can do is to give because we're living out of our design. And so they see us giving on a regular basis, and, and they hear our attitude, so be careful. It's not, oh, mm-hmm. got to write another check to the church this week. You know, that's <laughs> probably not going to really be really helpful to the kids. But if they see that, hey, we enjoy supporting the church, we enjoy supporting other ministries that we have a, a heart for, that can be um, beneficial. The kids will pick up on that. Um, so establish the habit early. So our kids, they receive the allowance. They have a giving jar. They put a percentage, 10% into that jar. Um, as they have extra money, you know, perhaps extra gifts, not just the allowance. They always put a percentage into the giving jar. Okay, so a question there. When you give your kids an allowance um, and you have a jar of, of spending, a jar of giving. Yeah. Yeah, we actually, I mean, early on we did. We had the the separate jars for one for um, saving, one for giving, and one for spending. But now they have savings accounts. And so the the saving for kind of intermediate term things are in in savings accounts. And we actually have um, started our our oldest, actually, let me check that. Actually, all three of them now are starting to invest a little bit as well. So, yeah, that's a whole other topic. But yes, as they start to divide up, so okay, we're receiving this much money, we're at least going to give this percentage, and that's allocated, and that's dedicated toward that. And I'll tell you, one of the best things you can do around generosity, you know, putting money into a, a basket each, each week may be a little bit abstract for the kids. And so by supporting a kid, so through compassion or world vision, you know, we've got kids now that we support, that we interact with, kids our kids' age, 
now they're learning about these other countries. They're learning about the life they're living. So there's one kid, Aziz, lives in Burkina Faso. You know, ge geography lesson unto itself, right? Where is that? Um, but this guy, we sent him a little bit of extra money for his birthday. He sent a picture back with the soap and the rice he bought with this extra money for his family. Mm. Is that what we would be doing with extra money, buying soap and rice for our family? And so very cool, very tangible lesson about generosity. That we're impacting this kid's life. Um, through through generosity. Okay, so back up a little bit though. Um, when you give your kids an allowance, do you encourage them? Is is that just they can they can save it? But do you uh, you know, teach them also to tithe out of that to to give out of that? Yeah, we do. So every dollar that comes into their life, they're setting aside a percentage for for giving. That's awesome. Yeah, that's good. I got a question, parent question. Sure. Do you what if some if if the boys earn money? We get that. They they tithe. But if somebody gives them a birthday gift money, do you then say, hey, you need to tithe that too? Because I've always kind of thought, you know what? That's kind of a gift. That's not really an earned, which are, yeah. I mean, I'm sure different opinions on it. But Yeah. You know, the, the I think it's the King James Version of the Bible talks about increase. So honor the Lord with the increase. And so any money coming into our lives, whether it's a gift, as you're talking about, or it's an allowance, or eventually when they start to work, any money that comes into our lives, we feel like a, a portion of that should be given back. Mm, okay, good. Wow. Yeah, one other thing that we do that's um, uh, gets raises some eyebrows among some parents is that you know you get the kids get invited to lots of birthday parties. That can be expensive. So if you're spending twenty bucks on every birthday party that the kids are going to, and you got multiple kids, that's a lot of money. So our kids. Um, we don't want to encourage them not to go, but they have skin in the game. And so they need to devote one week's allowance to helping to pay for the birthday gift for the, the kid. If, they, if, if they're going to go. Yeah, that's right. And so, we, you know, again, we try not to talk them out of going, but sometimes, okay, we don't have to go to every party. Let's be discerning because typically every kid in the class gets invited. And so they have some skin in the game. Oh, that's good. Okay, how, how else do you, t you know, talking skin in the game, how else do you, do, you t do you teach that and model that? Yeah, well, I mean, this generosity piece is, is huge where they can see the tangible impact of giving to these other kids, of getting their pictures, they're writing letters to them, so that's very real for them. But we could start to talk about, too, responsibility. So we want our kids to be responsible with money, right, and with most things in life. And so, you know, that's all about um, managing uh, the money that comes in. So we talked about dividing up the money. Some of it's going to be for giving. Some of it's going to be for maybe immediate needs or wants. Some of it's going to be saved. And then eventually we get into investing for really long-term things. And we have taught our kids about compound interest and the magnifying power of that over really long periods of time. And so we want to demonstrate um, the kit to the kids that, hey, we've got a certain amount of money coming in. We're going to manage this proactively. We're not going to like accidentally have the money spill out here and there. So here's where the money's going by intention. So we can teach them a little bit about budgeting. Um, and then it comes down to mandatory chores. And so the kids need to be part of the family. They need to be doing, we don't believe in paying the kids for the day-to-day -day chores they need to do, but we will pay them for some extra things that they will do. That's good. We're going to take a break, but that's, we're going to continue to unpack that. Yeah, we'll take a break, come back, talk more money with Matt Bell on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our fourth and final segment of Solid Steps Radio. Thank you for listening. If you have just tuned in and you're just catching the tail end of this 
We're talking about money today and more specifically, how do we talk to our kids about money and all the aspects that go along with it. And you may be like a child yourself with money, which I can be at times that I need to grow up some in some areas of life. This is all good stuff for all of us, especially if you're a parent. And so uh, Matt's got two websites, soundmindinvesting.com, soundmindinvesting.com. That's about kind of adult you know, stuff, investing your money. But then there's mattaboutmoney.com, matt, M-A-T-T, aboutmoney.com. And he's got all kinds of free resources, articles, uh, especially topical stuff that we're talking about. And you can go to that for all the information that we're discussing today. Matt, I love how you, you broke this down about our roles as dads, being, a, first of all, a role model, and then we, a gatekeeper monitoring what, what are our kids taking in and what are they watching and what are they viewing and what's, you know, all that details of that and then then our, our role as a teacher yeah and uh go ahead uh those if we if we keep keep thinking about those things throughout the t- the you know as we go through life if we can be mindful of those roles and be intentional about how do we step into that role that's just a helpful helpful thing and then you, and then uh we, we've we, we think of the four topics mm-hmm. that we have been addressing. Run those by us one more time. Yeah, discernment, delayed gratification, generosity, and responsibility. And there's certainly more, but those are, if we can teach these and kind of foster these character traits in our kids, that'll be so beneficial to them. Okay, so we, we were able to unpack discernment and delayed gratification and generosity, you know, a little bit. And talk about responsibility, How, teaching our kids, role modeling responsibility when it comes to money and possessions. Yeah, there's a lot here, but um, one example that comes to mind I'd like to share with you. So, yeah, I, I like to encourage people to think about being proactive in actually managing money. You know, instead of reacting to things, we're, we're being proactive, we're being conscious and, and intentional about how we're managing the money. And so one great example I read from a, a personal finance writer I really admire, he talked about if, if we're going to help our kids understand that, that to manage, to be responsible in managing the money coming into our life, he, he tried to make it visual for them. So he took one month's salary for him, went to the bank, and he got them to give it to him in cash. And, he, and like in small, like ones and fives and tens, <laughs> it was a big bag of cash, right? And so he brought it home and he dumped it on the dining room table in front of his kids. And the kids were just amazed. They'd never seen so much cash in their life. They thought, you know, their first reaction was, we're rich. <laughs> and then he started saying, okay, well now let's take this pile and that goes for our food every month. This is our food budget. And let's take this pile and that goes for something, you know, weird called insurance. You know, we have to insure various things in our lives. And, and here's the, the pile that goes for health care, health insurance, and you know, you break your arm, you know, here's what, what we have to pay for, for health care and that sort of thing. And as he got done, the kids were equally impressed and surprised at, at how, you know, the, the money doesn't go everywhere. We've got to be intentional. We've got to be mm. proactive in choosing where it goes. We've got certain things we have to pay for, got to pay the rent or the mortgage, got to pay the utilities and things. And then there's certain fun things. And so if we can manage intentionally some of the have to's in life, we have more for some of the fun things in life. That's uh, what a what an example. I, I <laughs> that that's a good that's a good job, Chad. Are you going to do that? I don't have enough money to gather it together to do that. <laughs> I'd have to take a loan out in order to do that. But that is a great idea. That yeah, we've we've done not anything too similar to that. But we've talked about budget and say okay. You know, they've always asked, how much does this cost? And how many how many dollars? I've got one who's always inquisitive. How much does this cost? And how, am I going to... He goes, what jobs make me money when I go to college? And he's asking those questions because he's thinking, where does this stuff come from? 
And, and that's great that you've got a kid actually asking those questions. That's being very intentional. A lot of kids, they go to college, they have no idea how much that might turn into. They take out a loan, you know, that's called financial aid when it's actually a loan. That's not really helpful, that's not really aid. You gotta pay that money back. And now you can start to see in this career path, I'm gonna typically make this much money, here's my loan amount. Is this all making sense? So it's great that that, that child's discerning that already. Well, the, you're talking about a responsibility. I heard the other day on the radio, and so it must be true, um, kind of like the internet. <laughs> yeah. But it was it was regards to the loans that are out right now for our for, for the kids who have graduated from college, and who are not paying back their their college loan. Yeah. And it is billions. I, I, I can't remember the exact number, but it was astounding how high it was. And it's having a life impact. Kids are delaying marriage because of their debt. They're going into a field to, to make enough money to pay back the loans that, that wasn't the field they studied. And so, yeah, that's you know that's the long-term impact of, you know, you've got a two-year-old, we're teaching them trade-offs, we're teaching them some basic things about money. It's going to turn into college one day and making decisions and having saved some money along the way to pay for college. Wow. So, uh, so Matt, tell us a story about responsibility and also confidence consequences yeah. of one of your kiddos. This is so important. You know, it, it's so tempting for us as parents to swoop in and save the day when the kids make a mistake or they have a problem. But so we had one of our kids who shall go unnamed right now, <laughs> but uh, was messing around with something. We told him to stop and ended up knocking over a glass of water onto my wife's computer and ruined the computer. I mean, it just fried it. We tried everything cost us $1,400 to, to fix that. So there's a ramification for that. You, you did just buy a new computer and go on with life? You know, well, I mean, we were able to get the computer fixed, but but he needed to have some skin in the game there. He needed to take responsibility and see that by messing around, we'd even told him to stop doing that. Now something's been damaged and there's a financial cost to this. And so he actually stopped getting an allowance. Um, we had, a, uh, it was like a year and a half, no allowance. That wasn't gonna pay for everything because we don't give a huge allowance, but that paid for a lot of it. And so he had some skin in the game of having to be responsible and, to, and accept the consequences. Again, it's so easy to swoop in and say, all right, it was an accident, it wasn't intentional, you didn't try to ruin the computer. But look, there are consequences in life, and so difficult for us to make our kids suffer those consequences, but long-term, probably going to be beneficial. Okay, so how did he respond? I mean, he was distraught. You know, we tried everything. We, He and I were working on trying to, you know, we had a, a hair dryer out trying to, you know, dry the computer. He went with me to the store to try to see if it could be fixed. You know, he was with me every step of the way. He was very upset. He realized that, that my wife, it was her computer. There were some things on there that, you know, she worried about having perhaps lost and that kind of thing. So, he understood. He was he was emotional about it and, and wanted to make it right. Um, but hey, it isn't just going to get made right in a day. This is going to take some time to make this right. And so wow. he's not going to get a Christmas present until he's 38 years old. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a fine line there, though, I, of, of guilting your children when they do something like that. I have found that I've swung the pendulum too far over mm. and made them feel bad. Mm. I understand they need to know consequences, but then shaming yeah there's a fine line there. yeah right that's, that's a very good point that's a very good point I've had to learn yeah you know I'm, I have a tendency to say you know if something's going wrong I have a tendency to say you know do you know how much we're spending on you know this or that and that can be shaming sure. I've had to yeah. learn to temper that and to, to right. not tie everything necessarily to money and we didn't make him pay for the entire thing but we did make him have some skin in the game sure wow okay so uh, talking about skin in the game talk with us we, we just got a couple minutes on, about college and and helping our kids 
um, I, I guess I have the, uh, the the thought, biblical thinking of responsibility of of just cutting the check and paying for the entire college education for our kids is probably detrimental in many ways. But I, I might be wrong. Give us some thoughts on that, yeah, Matt, please. I, yeah, it's pretty hard to net that one out because I, I do agree with you to have some skin in the game is important for them. Um, I will say that that in some studies, like if a kid is going to study engineering, you know, at a, at a difficult school, they're probably not going to be able to work through school. Other majors, they may be able to work. And, and studies have found that working while in school, again, with certain majors can actually be beneficial. They tend to learn to manage their time better. They tend to um, actually do better in school if they do work a certain number of hours while they're in school. So in general, I like the idea of early on talking about, hey, college costs a lot. We in our household are saving some. We're not planning to pay for everything for, for each of our kids, but we're hoping that they're going to be saving some money along the way and perhaps working in college during college and definitely working over the summers to earn some money for it. Wow. That's good. Matt, um, thanks a ton for coming in. I wish we could continue to talk about this, but this is rich, rich stuff that we dads really need to engage with. I, so. love, I love this topic. I mean, I think that the kids can learn and take on more of this teaching than we, than we think. Well, we're going to have you come back, and uh, we'll, we'll, um, I'm not for sure exactly when, but thank you for coming in. Appreciate your heart. Appreciate uh, just how God has made you and how he is using you to help train and encourage folks. Well, it's my pleasure. Thanks for the opportunity. So thanks, Matt. Um, would you pray for us dads? Absolutely. Father God, thank you for the gift of, of being a dad. It is a gift. It's um, stressful sometimes and crazy busy sometimes, but it is a gift. And so please help us to step into each of these roles well um, through your teaching. Help us to model your teaching. Thank you that you say so much in your word about money. Help us to be good role models for our kids, to take the time to be intentional in teaching them and to um, play that tough gatekeeper role um, where needed. We pray that our kids would learn most of all to love you and to serve you with their lives and um, to, to manage the resources you entrust to them with gratitude and wisdom. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm, amen. Amen. And that's Matt Bell. You can find him at soundmindinvesting.com. That's soundmindinvesting.com or mattaboutmoney.com for all kinds of cool resources, free information, and articles about money and some of the topics that we've discussed today. And if you want to hear this entire podcast or any of our past podcasts, you can go to Facebook, you can go to SoundCloud, and you just type in Solid Steps Radio. We post all of our new podcasts every Monday morning. And you can also go to iTunes and just type in, uh, and, oh, and also furtherstoneministries.org, furtherstoneministry.org to find out more about what's going on in, the, in that ministry. So thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio. With every step I take.